Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with us always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Spree, a movie for our times. Have you guys ever done any live streaming before? Because I haven't, and it seems kind of lame. Uh, no, but also because I don't have a good personality, and I don't leave the house. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> there, was, there was a year, uh, a few years ago, that I realized one of my high school friends was uh, doing his live stream thing at a bar down the street on St. Paddy's. So I went and hung out with him, and it ended up with some dude trying to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess there was, was that so one good. live stream when we all met up for the draft and you put Eat Shit Loaf on a sticky note and put it next to your balls. And That's a good point. Way. Yeah, oh, I did right, forget yeah. about that. I guess, I guess that, that counts. counts. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, update Parker's IMTV credits. He was uh, <laughs> also starring in <laughs> the NFL draft five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, um, moving Credit on Liam that. for picks 37 through 39. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Parker, do we have any news? Because I have something if you don't have anything. Well, this isn't really news, but I just wanted to cram it in here anyways. Uh, yeah. Friend of the show, legendary wrestler, and noted libertarian slash smartest guy in the locker room, Kane, decided <laughs> to make a tweet about how might makes right and the left is all about virtue and weakness, and this is what happens when, you know, your leftist country get invaded. To which uh, current AEW champion Hangman Page responded with a compilation of Kane taking brutal chair shots to the head, which is <laughs> posting energy I've never seen before. That's really good. That's solid. Like, That's... It really, really does a lot, and uh, I'm proud of him. All right, so uh, I actually have some news here. I've been uh, seeing a lovely young woman, and uh, she's a little bit religious. So I decided, you know what, she's worth it. I actually have decided to become a born-again virgin. And I say the best way to go about doing that is to read three Batman comic books, also known as graphic <laughs> novels. I'm now part of the community. Now, Alex, I think you're like me, where you've never actually read a comic book before. Uh, I've actually read The Killing Joke. Oh, really? Even yeah, I, I don't know why. I was in high school. I probably wanted to impress somebody. I don't know. Was it? Uh, was it good? I haven't. Uh, never read don't it. remember. Oh. Did it work? I think that was impressed? by. Uh, I think it was by Alan Moore. The, uh, uh, the yeah, the the annoying guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I I'm actually like super psyched for the Batman, and I was reading through some of the trivia here, and apparently it takes influence from three specific Batman graphic novels. And I remember Alex saying, he's like, I don't care about the comic books, I just want to see the movie. And he, you kind of went on a bit of a rant about that. I was like, what if I, you know, for variety's sake, took, like, the exact opposite approach and, like, read the comics and was, like, sort of... The you fuck? Can see That's my bit. And I was like, all right, let's, uh... What could possibly go wrong here? And I, uh... So I actually checked them out. Now, the first one is called Year One by Frank Miller. It's actually really, really good, and it deserves... Oh, the other annoying guy. Uh, no, he's normal. 
So, are we sure? He has some <laughs> views about well. people that are questionable, but you know, everyone is—they uh, have their own opinions. We have to respect them on the show. No dames to kill for. Yes. So, <laughs> that is a movie that does not exist. I'm he is dameless. <laughs> I'm gonna be so real mad when somebody realizes I haven't seen it. Yeah, Frank Miller, um, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. Do some research. Continue. <laughs> anyway, it's actually really good. I think the other thing that's best about it is the writing is really spectacular. Like, say what you will about Frank Miller, he is better than uh, I guess every single comic book writer who has ever lived. Buddy, so, that is uh, the lowest of low. I know bars that's to the clear. thing. It's like in a really not only is that a low bar to clear, but also uh, an ex- a vanishingly small sample size for me, who's only read like I guess those three comics. Wait, you're, uh, you're telling me he's better than the guys that make Kevin Smith cry? I, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna I have guess. to narrow that down. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, am I? <laughs> Yes, he's a better writer than we are. Anyway, uh, he's year one's really good, and you can see like half of it is pretty distinctly the influence for Batman Begins, which is a good movie. And the other half of it is about James Gordon, who's an interesting character. So everything comes together, it works really well. So I like that one a lot, and I read through The Long Halloween, which is good. I don't know that Adventures of Ours to say it's great. Uh, the art is really good, except when it's not. Uh, the writing is definitely not on the level of year one, but I like it because it sort of continues the idea of year one, so it's like, okay, this is pretty good. And the last one I read is, I guess, fairly not well-known. It's called Batman Ego. And it's apparently the one that's taken the biggest influence for uh, the Batman, and it's a very short issue. It's just Batman against Bruce Wayne. He's just sort of talking to himself and going through why he is the way that he is, and it's actually really well done. I thought it was, I thought it was actually somehow better than the Long Halloween. So I was very impressed by it, and uh, I am excited for this. I'm still really excited for the Batman. And I don't think it's going to be like a one-to-one translation of the comics because no movie's like that. You know, you have to put your own stamp on it. It's a different kind of visual medium. But I have to say. Uh, I, I guess I'm maybe slightly less excited for it when I saw that Robert Pattinson interview where he's next to Zoe Kravitz and he's talking about Aerith and or Aerith versus Tifa in Final Fantasy VII and that's the first time he ever fell in love and Zoe Kravitz is just like looking at him and it's one of the funniest interviews I think I've ever seen in my life. Women really don't understand the true passion of a gamer. Yeah, it's Zoe Kravitz is just like so the choice for men is between the demure healer or the one in a miniskirt, huh? He's just like, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I fell in love with him. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not a true gamer like we are, so points taken off immediately. Uh, I guess we can move on to our jerks of the week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Oh, I'll go first. Yes. So, uh, the International Taekwondo Organization has revoked <laughs> Vladimir Putin's black belt, meaning I now outrank him. And any of you cowards want to fucking airdrop me in there. We will do trial by combat. I will make him bow and clean my fucking feet. I will disarm him with a sidekick and this will all be over. I have to admit, like, some of this stuff is, like, a little bit unreal. Like, yeah, I'm definitely on the side of Ukraine. We try not to get political here. But, like, when people are talking to Zelensky and being like, yeah, and he was in Paddington. I was like, all right, guys, we gotta take that. I don't even care. Uh, that if actually, I don't I, care if it's true. I briefly considered flipping sides. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the wholesome bear. Oh, I, man. Shut up about the bear. We are this close to getting Alex to support Ukraine. All right, uh, Alex, uh, do you have a jerk of the week? 
Yeah, my jerk of the week is kids these days. Oh, what um, do they do? <laughs> so we, we've been watching the, uh, whatever the most recent College Jeopardy championship that they put on, uh, I guess Hulu mm-hmm. is, and, uh, the, the answer to the question, one of the questions posed to one of these, uh, these college kids was, what is Yoda? And they didn't say, mm, Yoda what is? <laughs> and, uh, I was really mad about it. Oh. What? Uh, also, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the same episode where the, uh, the uh the question for final jeopardy was um this is the largest country uh located entirely in europe that also borders the world's largest country and i started snickering and she looked at me and she's like i don't know geography why are you laughing and i was like well i'll give you a hint it's getting smaller (laughs) i i thought you were gonna say what's clearly gonna be titania or something a big country. All right. Well, my jerk of the week is the federal government. I got a bonus at work, and Sleepy Joe Biden took a thousand dollars out of it. It's <sighs> nice to get a bonus, did I, dude. Did I ever tell you about the time when uh when my job used to give us twenty five dollar gift cards for our birthday month? I mm-hmm. did not know that. I uh it, well, so apparently if you give somebody a gift card, you have to take the taxes out. So I went to pay for like a twenty-two dollar meal and was told I only had eighteen dollars and nineteen cents on my gift card. <laughs> oh my card. god, that fucking <laughs> blows, I was like, dude. fucking serious. <laughs> they they figured it out. They just give us cash now. Okay, but, that's good. You know, well, that's don't great. tell them on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Okay. Suddenly, I feel like complaining a bit less here, even though I lost more money. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about what we watched recently. I watched a movie that uh, I think I've always like heard about, but never actually sat down and gave it the time of day. It's called National Lampoon's Vacation. I think more people know the poster for this because it's in like that Frank Franzetta style than know the actual movie. Uh, it's not very good. It's got Chevy Chase, who I just don't really like very much, and John Candy at his absolute dirt worst, which is a bit unfortunate. But, like, every once in a while, there'd be, like, a brief joke that's, like, okay. I I guess I never really understand, or understood, like, the appeal of Nash Lampoon. Like, I like Animal House, but I have no affiliation, or I have no affinity for Christmas Vacation, or certainly not Christmas Vacation, too. And National Lampoon's Vacation is just, like, a movie to me. And I guess it's also pretty clearly before anything I would identify as being, like, my time. Like, it's 1983, and I can identify with, like, 1986 movies, but, like, 1983 is, like still post-70s, you know? It's like, I, I can't quite do this, you know? So it, it just... Parker, <laughs> Parker, when you hear National Lampoon, you also think of Van Wilder, right? Yeah, I didn't want to admit it, but... Uh, <laughs> That's the important The fact thing. that my brain jumps just to that one is yeah. a yep. real side of my own brain yeah. damage. Yep. So I, I visited my dad, make sure he's okay, and, uh, boy, he has a lot of assault rifles. And as soon as I walk oh, so in... so he's not, then. Great. Yeah, well, and I, I walked in, and one of the first things I see is a shrink-wrapped, pop, is a shrink-wrapped copy of The Raid Collection. I'm like, what? Where did, where did you get this? When did you get taste? He's like, ah, oh, well, you know, my buddy Cliff said it to me. I don't know if I'll watch it. He keeps talking about how great it is. I was like, no, we're going to watch that. I will be late to trivia. We need to watch The Raid. And we put it in there, and it took forever to hook up the Blu-ray player and everything. It was like a whole process, and... We couldn't... Why didn't they just send him a VHS? We should have done the that. The nerve. Yeah. Well, so, here's the thing. We put it in there, right? And it's it, uh, almost hard to believe, but we couldn't get the subtitles to work, so we had to watch it in dubbed English. And uh, guess what? It's still fantastic. So, uh, I don't recommend the dubbed English version because it's objectively inferior to the sub version. It's but, not good. Yeah. But it's still the raid. 
and it's still really cool. My dad did end up liking it, so hopefully he watches the raid too next, and hopefully he can figure out how to get subtitles working on that thing. He was struggling a lot with the batteries and getting really mad at the remote control, and I was like, okay, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll just get up and touch I'm it myself. So. gonna assume your dad's not gonna watch the subtitled version. I just throwing that out there. I kept saying over and over again, yeah, it's better in subs. So, oh yeah. Also, when I went over to uh, his place, he put on Amazon Prime afterwards. He's like, oh, let's see, uh, what are these other shows I've recorded that you could watch? And I'm like, I don't have Amazon Prime, but okay, let's take a look at it. One of them he he put on there. I can't believe I'm saying this. He likes a Critical Role show. Critical Role is like for those who don't know, it's like a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> the thing. D and D thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a Dungeons and Dragons thing. thing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? You, you actually watch it? It's just like, no, Chris, really, it's really good. And he puts it on and it's animated. I'm like, what? what is going on here? It's called The Legend of the Vox Machina. And it's it's like Dungeons and Dragons, except they say the fuck word a lot. And I was like, I have to admit, it was actually kind of entertaining for the first episode. I guess uh, a lot of people like it, based on the reviews. I might get to the rest of it, I don't know, but... Uh, my dad really loved it. Also, what he was as soon as he turned on his Amazon Prime, the first thing that came up was Demon City Shinjuku. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, and he was like, yeah, I watched like two minutes. I had to tap out. So uh, maybe you're right, Parker. Maybe he won't be watching the one with the subs. <laughs> no. <laughs> For the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is called Gunbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, next one I watched is, speaking of National Lampoon's Vacation, another one I've heard a lot about but never actually sat down and watched is Revenge of the Nerds. And uh, this is a movie without, yeah, this is a movie without any recognizable actors except, like, one of the guys from Better Off Dead. He's the guy who plays a booger in the movie. And uh, I I have to admit, now, I'm going to get the positives out of the way first for Revenge of the Nerds. There are some good jokes, and the jokes that, that are in there that are good are so good that it's kind of worth watching the movie just to see how it happens. And it's also kind of interesting to see how, like, the stereotype and, like, portrayal of nerd has developed over time, right? Like, nerd became, like, an icon in certain things. Like, you gotta have the guy with, the, with the, like, the pocket protector and, like, the tape glasses and the shirt tucked into his underwear. The Eugene of, of these things. And it was, like, kind of interesting to see. And it's like, nerds have obviously existed before 1984, and uh, I don't know that this movie was single-handedly responsible for creating the portrayal of nerds in today's society, but it probably had a big hand, because this was a very big hit, and it spawned a whole bunch of sequels that I will not watch. Here's the thing. Revenge of the Nerds has a lot of moments that do not hold up over time. There's a lot of racism. There's a lot of sexism. There is a rape scene. Uh, there is homophobia. Boy, there is, is there. Uh, some shit that probably shouldn't be in movies at all. I am surprised that people remember this so fondly, but uh, maybe they're of a different generation. You know, back when you, you know, could tell a joke culture. and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we made movies like that, you know, international sovereignty was respected. Yeah, I'm just saying, exactly. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, and also we didn't have to wear masks. <laughs> my dad did not watch it with me, but who knows. Uh, oh, thank God. I've not seen this in many, many, many years. Yeah. Oh. I can't imagine it holds up nearly as well as it did when I caught it, like, on Comedy Central Uncut when I was oh, 15. Oh, jeez. No. But just the idea of them only being able to get into a black fraternity is very funny. That, that was really good. That's good really good. See, it's not racist. <laughs> a really good oddly enough, it's not racist against black people. It's racist against Asian people and, like, really, like, obnoxiously. Like, I... There's no joke for what they're doing. They're just being really obnoxious to Asian people, oh, yeah. and it made it. You can do it then. Watch. Oh yeah, the '80s. Uh, they were yeah. they were lined up. I just I did not like it. Sam, I am. I there are certain things that just work no matter what it is. It's like so uh, the frat bros. They 
they burned down their frat house, right? So they have to go into the dorms where all the freshman nerds are living, right? So they're, the coach, John Goodman, tells them to go in there. Like, all right, take them from them, boys. And they go in there. They're just terrorizing the nerds. The nerds are running out. And one of them just picks up a nerd and throws him out a second story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot John Goodman was the coach. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not spectacular. But he's still, like, that is the role of a lifetime for him. You know, he just seems like a football coach sort of guy. He just yells at them for getting their asses whipped by yeah. nerds. <laughs> I did kind of like. Sorry, okay. All right, I did like that one of the guys. Yeah, I did like one of the guys. His name was like Ogre or something like that, or or Goblin. He, as soon as he sees the nerds walking, he's like on the roof of his own house. He sees them walking from like fifty yards away and just yells, "Nerds!" (laughs) (laughs) So much. I'm happy he brought it because what I was gonna say was back on like season one of Tosh Point Oh. He said he pitched a bit where he wanted to get the guy who played Ogre and just take him to Comic-Con and have him run around and yell, Nerds, where Comedy Central told him <laughs> no really good. good. <laughs> he was very upset. Wait, that's actually fucking good. <laughs> I'm just in his like, mid-40s in a Letterman jacket screaming Nerds at people <laughs> cosplaying. Would have been such a good bit. Oh, man, that actually would be fucking fantastic. We really missed out. Hair and everything. God, <laughs> we really need to go back to bullying nerds. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, this has gone it's too gone far. Too, it has. I don't like, need people fan-casting the fucking you Ukrainian president right now oh, over yeah. this. Well, yeah, I like to think that instead of like fans want to cast Jeremy Renner as uh, Zelensky. I'll stop you there. Who wants to cast Jeremy Renner? I, that has to be fans. that has to be the bots, right? Yeah. It has to be the bots. <laughs> of course. There's no other explanation. Yeah. There's no other way the fucking movie would get made. <laughs> It's like this one untouched corner of trolls, like somewhere out in Siberia. It's just like, yeah, what if we made the Make a Zelensky movie with Jeremy Renner? <laughs> America's Ukrainian sweetheart. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, anyway, spinoff movie idea, Revenge of the Jocks. Huh? Huh? Okay, next one I watched is Night of the Comet. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm thinking about Revenge of the Jocks now. <laughs> jocks getting cancelled for being jocks over and over. And then beating up on the woke kids. I'm kind of just this. the first half of Christine. <laughs> nerds. Wait, that's the same guy, isn't it? Let me write that down. Oh. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, no, I will not uh, be revisiting Revenge of the Nerds, nor will I watch yeah, Nerds I, in Paradise. <laughs> nerds. In no Paradise. amount of Dragon Balls will make me watch the right. four Nerds movies. Uh, four? What the? Okay, goodness gracious. Anyway, Night of the Comet is actually surprisingly pretty good. Night of the Comet is basically the end of the world idea. All right, there's a comet, and if you were in a protected area then the, it wipes out human existence. So there's only very few people who are left alive after the comet shows. Parker, have you ever seen Night of the Comet? I have meant to watch it multiple times, and every time I've watched Night of the Creeps instead, because it's Tom Oh Hopkins yeah, Night of the Creeps is a better movie. Well, <laughs> Night of the Comet is still pretty good. I actually think you and the other Alex would love it. Uh, regular Alex? Eh, maybe. I think I, there's like even odds here because it's extremely 80s. It is. It leads very hard into the 80sness of it. A lot of people have called it campy. I still don't quite know what the word camp means, so I try not to use that word. But uh, I guess I can kind of see it. Whatever. What like a lot of people. The best explanation I've ever heard for what camp is is just yeah, it's C3PO. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, guess this if movie that's is your C-3PO. explanation, then you're right. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like. 
I still found a way to like it, and I don't like C-3PO. So I think I it, hate you the might find robot, something dude. for it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it, it's fun because it takes like a female-centered approach to it. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Alex, you wouldn't like it. And it's... Mods. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of valley girls going through it. So it's it's great because they're not doing like a Mad Max thing. Instead, they're going through like uh, just these like these teenage girls who are like, they'd rather be going to the mall or something like that. One of them is a gamer and everything. It's, it's actually... It's a fun movie. Right. So... Yeah, I'm doing everything for it. Then I watched another movie that is just movies that like I've heard about and never really committed the time to watching. Is uh, Different people have different movies that they immediately think of with Arnold, right? Like, a lot of people grew up with a different kind of Arnold than I did. Like, I don't like Jingle All the Way. I love Terminator, but Jingle All the Way kind of sucks. And another one, another Arnold movie that people just like, oh, how have you not seen this one? Uh, well, I finally sat down and I watched Kindergarten Cop. And mediocre at best i uh it's fine yeah it's it's fine it's it's okay uh there i don't know if there were any lines that i thought were particularly funny i think it works better as a cop movie than it does as a comedy uh yeah which is, are we are we too young for that movie is that it maybe uh because it came out I, yeah, in 1990 so. so like when we were six years old i don't know because it's a pg-13 and it really is pg-13 like with the language and the violence and the blood and everything but it's also like I don't know if it works in that in that way because like the kids in there are really young and it's it's almost like Rugrats level humor. I'm like I don't know. So the problem it's like the born too early to this, born too late to that. Yeah, so we're born too early to appreciate it, but we're born way too late to not associate it solely with right. soundboards and ventral harassment. Oh like, yeah, it's <laughs> literally impossible to separate. Yeah, half of that movie from a decade of memes. <laughs> It's yeah. They are intertwined. You can't you can't flush it away. The other thing is I forgot about this is uh, when Konami was making Silent Hill One, they were looking towards American movies. Watch the bingo boards uh, for uh, inspiration. Be like, okay, this this game is going to take place in America. We don't know much about America. What are we going to do? And one of the ones I remember reading in the trivia for Silent Hill is that they based a lot of the environments on. Uh, kindergarten cop and i forgot about that when i was watching it until the scene where uh arnold screams at everyone to shut up that he runs out of the school and screams to the heavens because it's just that's just the silent hill school it's just like that is exactly what it is and it's like you know just so obviously that's what they were going for uh it just <laughs> didn't even try to like disguise it at all so i was like oh there's your explanation anyway uh yeah it's it's okay Anyway, like I said, we try not to get too political on this show, but, uh, you know, when there's nuclear war, possibly afoot, we need to talk about the serious issues that are affecting mankind. And that's why I want to talk about Neo-Russia. Now, <laughs> I was assigned <laughs> G-Gundam, and this, you, you did enough. give me a, uh, a caveat, you did give me an easy out. Where I could say, if I didn't like the show based on like the first few episodes or whatever, I could duck out, return you some of your Dragon Balls, and everything would be okay. Uh, I shan't be returning any Dragon Balls. Hell no, yeah, sir. Dude. Because this is, <laughs> like, it's astonishingly stupid. Like, it really is. is. <laughs> it is, like, so alarmingly stupid that I have to admit, I was like, yeah, this will probably be background noise, because the art is really bad. It just... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, just, it just looks There's a reason bad. I told you to watch it on YouTube, dude. Yeah, I should not have downloaded this in 1080p, I suppose. Uh, but I, uh, I was like, well, I don't know, I'll put it on the background. I put it on while I was working, right? And I kept like looking up from my computer be like, what? 
What is that guy's name? They're calling him Chippity Crockett? What is... <laughs> I wonder what his Gundam looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he grew up on the mean streets of New York City in, uh, well, Neo New York City for Neo America. Uh, so good. <laughs> he's he's great. Yeah, he's fucking owns. So whoever doesn't know here, do you know what Gundams are? Doesn't matter. They're giant robots. And in G Gundam, each one represents a country and they all fight together. That's just how it is. And it's still not clear, like, well, what does the winner get? Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, I think, oh, like, I think it's the space. space. I think, yeah. I think it's uh, I control know. of space is the way that they put it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. That's as much detail as you get, like, A, control space. What do you mean? Uh, my brother's missing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's also, uh, there's Neo France with, uh, they just, so they just call him George. That's like that's not really how you would say it in French. It'd be like Georges, you know. Like you're supposed to have no one has an accent in this movie. Everyone's just speaking like regular American English. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, there's a, that is how anime dubs work. Yeah, it's I kind of miss the accents personally. Uh, obviously, yeah, Russia. They are the bad guys with uh, Argo there. Uh, I don't like her very much. Oh. <laughs> I'm reading through all the characters. I'm like, who am I forgetting here? It says the Chippity Gals. Chippity Crockett. Oh, so yeah, dude. <laughs> he, they, he has his own harem. <laughs> fucking Gary Oak ass cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> fucking so rules, good. dude. But uh, there's the also. Giant Boxer Gundam is my favorite thing yeah. on Planet Earth. <laughs> there's also the Dark Gundam, which uh, that's a bit oh. of censorship here because it's originally called the Devil Gundam. So this guy, Dolman Kashu, is looking for his long-lost brother who's piloting the Dark Gundam. So he's like, oh, that's going to be our thing throughout the entire series. He's actually kind of a dick. Uh, now, turns out... I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Turns out <laughs> his Sifu, Master Asia, is... <laughs> Isn't it the coolest fucking name you've ever heard? It's great because he's just standing on top of his Gundam just like, like this the whole time. It turns out he he went bad, like Ash's hand in the Evil Dead, and now he wants to fight for the devil. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's also uh, the representative of Neo Hong Kong. Would you guys like to tell me <laughs> the name of the representative of Neo Hong Kong, the Prime Minister of Neo Hong Kong? Weird that it's just Hong Kong. I'm no, sure nothing loaded in no. that. No, it's Wong Young Fat. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking good show, dude. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say. Uh, so, oh, I forgot. I have to get to this guy too. I'll tell you I, what you forgot to say. That Master Asia's horse has its own Gundam. That he oh, I'll, I'll tell you what you forgot to say. <laughs> oh right. Well, was was your good? Was your favorite part of the show also the reveal that the, the Gundam of Neo Denmark was in the final four because it was hiding, pretending to be a regular windmill the entire uh, can time? You stop, can you stop? You're spoiling this for me because I'm not that far yet. I'm only 18 episodes in, so... It's like 49 episodes here. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to get there. Uh, now, there's also... Oh my god, I, I don't know how to fucking say this out loud. So... Doman Kashu, the main character of this show, uh, calls himself the King of Hearts. I'm like, oh, it's like his little thing. Like, Bruce Wayne calls himself Batman. And he also has, like, these other friends that I just mentioned who he beat or tied before. They join his team and they call themselves the Shuffle Gang. (laughs) Because they very, very clearly forget about that, like, halfway through. It's never mentioned again until someone's like, 
uh, you guys have those powers now, and then they just use it once. Okay, so oh. this is this is perhaps the most irritating character of the show. His name is, he fights for Neo Germany, and his name is Schwartz Bruder. And <laughs> where Schwartz Bruder shows up, and again, I'm only seventeen episode, eighteen episodes in, so like, don't spoil who he is. But he shows up, and he says, "Ah, it's me, Schwartz Bruder." No German accent, so I don't have to do it. And he's like beating up on Master Asia, and Donald Kasha looks at him and is like, Who's that? And he says, Hey, who are you? Schwartz Bruder? I'm like, He just said it. It's his name. He just said it. And he tells him, I'm Schwartz Bruder. I'm like, Okay, so we just, we had a little moment here. Anyway, later, uh, he's like, Ah, Schwartz Bruder, who are you? I'm like, He just said. And he's even said multiple times he fights for Neo Germany. Also, look at his Gundam. You can, you can kind of tell. Anyway, Rain, who is the girl of the show she shows Correct. up and uh she's like i did some research on, on who he is his name is schwartz bruder and he fights for neo germany <laughs> and i'm just like screaming at my television <laughs> <laughs> oh i i so i'm looking for some of the characters dumb. i hope this isn't too much of a spoil they have a gunner for neo canada Okay. There's one, oh yeah, I forgot Andrew Graham for Neo Canada. Yeah, well the There's one for uh, a lot of filler. Yeah, I know. The There's one a for, lot of the one for Neo Sweden is modeled after a sailor fuku clad schoolgirl, but the name is Alan B. Beardsley. Dude, all you just wait till you get to the Latvian gun and it's just a giant potato. <laughs> no, no, come on. Parker's ridiculous. <laughs> Parker, all I can think about now is when I hear Alan B. Beardsley, I just think of the fucking MST for Squirm. Mr. Beardsley! <laughs> the Sailor Scout is named Beardsley. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, by far my favorite G Gundam lore is that he hated working with the toy companies because like Gundam was going down the drain, and they're like, "Are you sure everyone? But it's got to be a toy. It's got to be cool. We need to make model kits. We have to make models." He's like, "Okay, cool." So he submitted the Devil Gundam, which is just this absolute fucking nightmare of a thing. So it's like, "All right, yeah, make that fuckers." Yeah, you can't you can't do anything with it. Also, he made the big boss of the series purely out of spite because he was tired of being told to make cooler toys. I respect that. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. Alex, what did you watch? Uh, that's it for me. Parker, what did you watch? Oh, good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I can be quick here. Uh, watch the Cuphead show. It's entertaining. It's very cute. Okay. I watched one other thing. Uh, so I watched the French Dispatch. Hey! And, uh, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> It's very Wes Anderson. I have a feeling that uh, it's not as much for you as it was for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the other ones I've seen more. Because it's the same thing you get with anthologies. It's like, alright, well yeah. that one was clearly better than that one. I'm ready for this middle one to go ahead and end here and we can get to the last one. Yeah, it's uh, very easily his most twee movie so far. Uh for what it that's was, worth, it was a lot. Yeah, I I like the animated sequence. Um, that one's I thought it, that was really good. Definitely didn't expect that part. Yeah, it's I do it's think yeah the final there. sequence there is probably my favorite. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good. Nice to see Leia Sato without her clothes on. I'm gonna cut that. And uh, oh. yeah, pretty good. <laughs> that was a real quick. Let me just pause this movie and do some googling real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did I watch yeah, it? I think I watched it. that before. I think I watched it before I watched the the last James Bond movie, which he's also in and wears a turtleneck throughout the entire movie. But uh, I see it. yeah, she turtle, is. Uh, turtle. She, yeah, she's really a good. Case of like, I uh, 
appreciated it more than I liked it. Yeah. I didn't dislike it by any means, but I'm like, I mean, this is clearly has a vision. It's very technically efficient. It looks great. But I just, that middle one especially, I was like, all right, let's fucking go. I don't yeah. care about any of this. Yeah, it's that's definitely fair. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's the thing is it's a very, very Wes Anderson movie. I think he's moving in a direction where his movies get progressively more and more his over time. I'm not against it because I fucking love the guy. I think he's probably uh, my favorite working director now. He is, he is uh, removed Park Chan-wook from the throne. Uh, sorry about Stoker. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Uh, Parker, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Let's get to this uh, cool movie starring our friend Kurt's World 96. Yeah. Let's get to Spree <laughs> Movie. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Spree stars uh, the, the guy from Stranger Things. I don't know. Uh, Correct. I'm sure he has a name. No, not that guy. The other guy. Yeah, the other okay, one. Good. No, not not the older guy. Not the sheriff. No, no, no. no not the one the, you like. The, the guy. W- yeah. No, it's the one with the hair. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, remember how much you like his hair in Stranger Things? Well, this one, he just doesn't wash it, so. Which, he well, really gets that looked down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually kind of He looks does, like so. a fucking terminally online streamer. He really does, yeah. he's. He, this is like one of those legendary responses. Mom keeps telling him... Please, you gotta wash your hair, Kurt. And he's just like, but he just he just like wets it and never dries it. See, I drew. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he calls it Kurt's world. I actually think the movie's kind of. I, I might as well get this out of the way now. I think Spree's actually like an actual good movie. You know, this yeah, like actually dude, really works yeah. as a bit of satire. So it starts off and showing like this is what my life is like, and he hasn't had a great life. He hasn't had like a terrible life, you know. But he's he's had a pretty good, uh, but kind of mediocre life where he hasn't really stood out much, and he has uh, kind of been, you know, sort of sitting on the side of the highway by the road as the cars of life drive by, and he discovers uh, online gaming he really gets into that which is how most streamers start out as far as i can tell and uh doesn't really have any career prospects so he gets into streaming and uh he really tries to grow his thing but no one watches him and i think there is something to be said here the movie makes kind of a good point is that like when people get so into streaming and they say they only have like two viewers or something like that they start to feel like they don't exist and they don't have any purpose or any impact on the world and I'm yeah. not saying Sucks that for those guys, yeah, right? Everybody, yeah, yeah they're like us who had several dozen listeners on each episode. <laughs> oh, we cracked one dozen. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Pizza. Okay, so <laughs> I love the intro montage because it shows all of the different ways he's tried to break out online, mm-hmm. and it actually feels true to form. Instead of being on like some fake MySpace page, it's just him doing a fucking twenty minute my life video which of course it would be 20 minutes long as if anyone cares and then just like ah here's him describing the mouthfeel on a new vape flavor he's trying see that's the thing (laughs) trying literally anything to go viral see that's the thing about streamers and uh or live streamers and like some of the stuff that they do is a lot of people who get into this i know people who do stuff like this they go onto youtube and they make videos about themselves and i don't know how to tell them politely that like no 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 you are not the interesting one all right? I mean, you're not going to be the interesting one until you get, like, a million viewers. Then you're interesting. Then people are just like, oh, what does he do? Because then you get, like, the psychotic-obsessed fans who want to dress up like you or something. 
instead, what makes streamers popular, as far as I can tell, because I don't really watch a lot of streamers, is like doing stunts or pranks or or having uh, exceptional content or having a low cut shirt if you're a woman. You know, it's it's something along those lines. And Kurt isn't really interesting or unique or special or anything like that. It also it does very subtly that like streaming is his passion, but it is not his career. He cannot support his livelihood like this. He has to be a babysitter. This will come back. And then he becomes a spree driver. Now, spree does not just refer to spree killing. It refers to an app. Uh, it's basically the Uber for this, right? And so he has to be an Uber driver. He has to, or spree driver, and he drives people around. And this is where he gets his idea for his, uh, his next uh, attempt to go viral, right? Uh, I did like uh, the character of, I don't even remember the kid's I guess it was Bobby, Bobby or something like that. Bobby, yeah. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, whatever. He uh, He's one of the kids that the guy babysat, and he ends up being like a really good streamer just because he's a complete fucking asshole on camera. <laughs> but they actually kind of nailed that. They actually kind of do that really well. He's just like, no, dude, I just want to see him. Just, he takes his phone and fucking runs away with it. <laughs> the way like, cuts with other videos for context. So yeah. be like, Oh yeah, and there's my friend Bobby, and then just him doing his homeless money prank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like wow, homeless people have feelings too, and then just appearing behind the bench and like giving two peace signs to the camera. Yeah, <laughs> I also like the fact that then, like in it comes like this is me stealing someone's phone. They cut to an apology. It's like yo man, what up? This is Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. Good. I do love the streamers that start with like yo, what's up, world? It's Bobby. It's like it's always the whitest person in the world saying yo, what's up, doing like trying to be black thing. Uh, but it's also that is a another kick in the stomach to Kurt. It's just like, this kid that I babysat is better at streaming than I am, you know? Uh, actually, you know, it's kind of interesting because, like, you think about the younger generation because it's not that we're too old for streaming, at least not yet, but, like, like for example, Alex, you know about The Doc. Uh, oh, what is he? <laughs> I don't know enough about The Doc. Not yet. Well, uh, but, like, I remember when I was, both when I was coaching kids, and even when I was teaching kids in Korea, they really like streamers. One of them was like, yeah, I want to grow up and be a streamer on YouTube. I was like, what would you stream? And they're just like, I don't know, I just want to be popular. And I was like, oh, okay, well, not with that shirt on. But what did the other kids is like, try to be popular on uh, YouTube? I don't know, like making Minecraft videos or stuff like that. And I just remember thinking to myself, I can't understand not only, like, wanting to do that, but also wanting to watch it. Which means if I don't understand either side of it, I really can't comment on it. So the podcast will continue anyway. So, uh, he... (laughs) (laughs) I will not be deterred from content. Speaking of content, he has happened upon a new idea for content. He puts all these cameras in his car, puts, like, this light-up thing and everything, and decides, I'm going to live-stream the people that I take on spree rides, and also kill them. So, uh, his first passenger... I did... I actually thought this was going to be, like, a typical horror movie. It would just be, like, some guy or something like that. No, the first reason he picks up is a white nationalist. All right. I'm <laughs> like, Great yeah, man, fuck dude. this guy. He can sense yeah. his vibes immediately. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't paying attention, but I was cooking steak while I was uh, while I was watching this, and it's like it's sizzling, and I can like sort of hear the movie, but I definitely heard the words say it. I'm white and I'm proud, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely got me. Like, say it, you're white and you're proud. No, what are you Jewish? And that really <laughs> got a reaction out of me. <laughs> This guy with this fucking ponytail, you know he's trouble immediately. It's like, oh, hey, my friend's coming. What is your fag queer boyfriend going to give you a blowjob? He's like, okay, I'm going to just take a drink of the water. Drink the water. Yeah. Drink the water. Drink the water. That's uh, that's something that keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, like, this happens in the first ten minutes. It doesn't... 
you don't get a half the movie of like, I just want to be popular. You get a montage up front, and then he's like, all right, he's my first guy. I'm going to fucking kill this dude. Now, this actually... It went pretty early. I think it's important to talk about the single least realistic part of this movie. Bobby, who has like 50,000 streamers like all the time, he's like a huge like name in the streaming community, such that there is one, is still friends with Kurt? And like, first of all, no. And second of all, the <laughs> fact that he actually was like, oh, he, there's like one of the things that set up is like, hashtag the lesson is what his his new project is called and he's going to have Bobby shout it out on his stream which has a bunch of viewers then he can get a bunch of viewers from Bobby's stream to go in on there I don't know if that actually works like I've always even for this podcast I've always been against the idea like hey guys smash that like button you know subscribe and turn on notifications and watch like I never want to do that the most I ever do is I post the podcast on Facebook and Twitter I anything more than that like I don't want to beg for subscribers if I have to do that then I'm doing something wrong and apparently that works in streaming. I, I actually didn't know, because if I'm watching a live stream of someone, I, if they say, hey, oh, check out this other stream and click this hash, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to... That doesn't make sense to me. But I guess that's his idea here. Now, what that means is Bobby has to be watching Kurt's stream. And for most of the movie, Bobby's the only viewer for Kurt's stream. And... I think that it's the most unrealistic part of the movie because there's no way Bobby would actually be watching it. Unless he's just, like, idling, sure, fine, whatever, but... I, I just kind of feel like it it's just not the real part of the movie. I, yeah, I, under I, no circumstance yeah. would he be watching. That is the single nicest so, thing that Bobby's ever done in his life. Alex, your rebuttal. So I can't believe that I have to be the person to explain how Twitch works on this podcast. I guess you have However, to. I don't want. I Twitch. have to be the guy who explains how Twitch works on this podcast. Like when your stream ends, there's like a button that like uh, it'll just like auto dump everybody watching you into somebody else's channel. Oh, which I. I assumed was what they were going for with that. And oh. also, like, you can be in a lot of channels at once. There are a lot of people that just, like, use Twitch as, like, a chat program. So, like, the idea of Bobby being the only person in his channel is, like, not really that weird if Bobby's got, like, 12 chats open and oh. just, like, pops over and, like, calls the guy gay once and then tabs over something else, you know? Like, I get. I, all right, I guess. Like, like wa watching doesn't necessarily mean, like, capital W watching. I think I, mean? I think I kind of think In about... In my head, I just assume... Oh, God, sorry. I, 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 I kind of assume that, like, it's all on your phone. Like, I was saying, like... That's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but I assumed he was not on his phone, but... Yeah. That makes more sense if he's yeah, got a giant gamer setup. Yeah, that... Yeah. yeah the, the Twitch mobile app actually kind of sucks. Like, I don't think it's very good. Well, I, I what about the... Whatever the live stream app he uses in the movie, which is... They, they go out of their well, way to change it to something <laughs> stupid, so... It's just like the most my free cams looking ass uh, yeah. layout on this thing, which is very funny. But uh, it's, while we're on the subject of talking about Twitch stuff, um, and obviously we're going to get to this in more detail, mm -hmm. but I do want to say, as somebody that who at points in my life has watched a lot of Twitch, like uh, the chat experience captured in this movie, fucking spot on. Like, literally every oh, yeah. time the chat pops oh, yeah. up on screen, it's the only movie I've ever felt that way about. Like, compare that to something like Don't Look Up, where it doesn't Oh, right, yeah, every exactly. time, yeah. Every time they put the chat on the stream, it's like, oh, this is what Adam McKay thinks the kids these days sound like. Right, Whereas yeah. this is like, you just, like, see somebody typing poggers in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> right, It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, cool. Someone gets how this works. Right, and exactly. Exposition is happening. You see Omega Lol, Omega Lol. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that is how it sounds. Yeah. Works. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is it really does look realistic. And I can tell this based on, like, the only things I ever watched on Twitch is I, I watch only MXC, I watch the fucking, um, the Forgotten VCR, and I used to watch uh, the the speedrun stuff, the uh, GDQ stuff. Uh, and people, yeah, basically type like that. There's a whole bunch of uh, people doing the Pockers face. So, um, we will get to the Pepe later. Not yet. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm holding off. I know, I know. Taking it's, every fiber of my being. I know, I know. So he kills a couple people, and uh, <coughs> including the uh, the white nationalist. And, uh, no loss there. And uh, no one's watching his thing. I kind of like the idea that no one just magically starts watching. It doesn't grow by word of mouth. Because that, that almost seems like a don't look up sort of thing. It's like, yeah, people want to see violence. The movie's not trying to do that. Like, they're not trying to say that. They're trying to go in, like, a different direction. Like, Bobby's just, like, making fun of him and stuff. Gollum and Gawad calls it, calling it fake, you know. And then he accepts a ride from two people. One is this kind of, like, jerk sort of guy. And the other one is a character known as Jessie Adams. She is a comedian. And I do think she's the worst part of the movie because she they, sucks they were trying to build yeah. her up as, like, really funny. And she is not funny. Uh, and that's that is a bit of a problem with movies in general. It's like if a movie tries to tell you something is funny, then it's probably not going to work. You know, the only time that's ever worked is uh, is boneless chicken in Cow and Chicken. He's like, I mean, that guy's actually funny. But everything else, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else is like, oh yeah, he's this really successful, funny stand-up comedian. If you if you build someone up that much and they tell a joke, it's always going to fall flat. Like it's it's simply never going to work. So the only way to work is to play it like, uh, is to play it ironically. Have their first joke be like, "Oh no, that's my wife," and like everyone's laughing way too hard at it. That that works in a comedy, but like, tell someone they're a really successful stand-up comedian and tell a joke. It just it's impossible. That being said, like, put some effort into it. Your jokes are fucking terrible, Jesse. And she's not even telling jokes for most of the movie. It's like. I don't know what she's doing. In- incredible decision to get to her big stand-up set in the third act and have her just do a nanette. Like, yeah, all right, well, uh, here's my story, and this made me sad, and now I'm <laughs> off social media. And then she drops the mic. Yeah, man told me to smile today in the taxi. <laughs> I, uh, oh, get him, Queen Slay. Yeah. So so I, I actually, I, I don't disagree, but also I'm not sure that like the character needs to be funny or necessarily is supposed to be funny. I mean, we have that like the, this whole until this character is introduced. You've got you know Kurt and Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. And like Bobby's is an asshole and popular, and Kurt, we know basically nothing about as a person because he's a fucking like he's just like a blank piece of cardboard the yeah. whole time. But like the fact that like she's successful and not funny kind of works with the rest of the movie. I think. I like, guess. Yeah. I can I, see maybe I'm thinking too hard about this dumb movie, but like I I think. Well, for the end, considering how hard. Well, and and with how hard it leans into, like, you know, the, the social media critique and everything, like, I think it makes it more effective. If it were somebody that were, like, genuinely hilarious, it'd be like, man, it would suck if Kurt killed this person, you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I kind of just feel like the movie is trying to tell us that she's funny. That's my perception of it. And it just doesn't work that way. And I think that's a problem. You should just shouldn't tell people like, hey, he's a wacky, or she's a wacky comedy person. I will say that like, I almost got the perspective that like, a right winger wrote this movie when she when she were for one of her Instagram stories she picks up one of the uh, facial masks you know and she says doesn't this look like blackface and I was like oh come on who did what Babylon B writer wrote this but uh, no I don't know they kind of tone that back a little bit I Kind of hard. That's the kind of dumb like, shit a... that gets traction on social media. Yeah. Like people on social media are fucking idiots. I, I know, I know, but like still. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she's in there and she leaves. She does not drink the water. Uh, she leaves. She will come back to us at a later point. And instead, he kills that one guy. He runs over one in the car, and it's uh, not the most memorable <laughs> part of the movie. 
Uh, that guy is yeah. incredibly funny. Anyway, <laughs> he has like eight different personality switches. Yeah, he does. He's like yeah. about to lose his mind. He's like, oh wait, that's her. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, pull up. Let's go. Yeah, I which is weird, by the way. I don't know. The guy is a menace and yeah. should be executed. So, parody satire. Yeah. So night falls and he picks up three people. Two of them are women and one of them is Trey Gowdy. Uh, he. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You said uh, <laughs> two of them are women. One of whom is Misha Barton, which is incredible oh, is stunt really? casting. Hey, hey, yeah. Put some respect on that name, sir. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, I someone did... who just like basically doesn't act anymore, and they're like, "Hey, you want to come get your head bitten off by a pit bull in this movie?" <laughs> Misha Barton and the other girl is a star of uh, household favorite Vanderpump Rules. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. From her husband. The guy who's the producer on almost every single Redbox fucking Bruce Willis movie. Dude, he has like 300 producer credits, and it's all shit like that. <laughs> so you know his name was on the front of this with the other eight production logos. Beautiful. Oh, I think I forgot to mention, uh, incredibly good bit that every time he gets ready to kill him, he turns on his shitty beats that he made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a good dude calling card. Like, you just hear this absolute hot dog shit beat drop you're like oh no a murder's coming <laughs> dude the best one was a gummy bears one <laughs> that was really fucking horrendous That's such a great call card to be like oh here's my big moment i gotta i gotta play my music so people know yeah so he gets those two people killed and then we meet david arquette <laughs> hang on hang on a second what oh i thought you were talking about the ladies in the cars like we can't skip oh. over that kill but oh. we'll get back to it let's well, I forgot. You want to talk about his dad was? Yeah, <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot his dad was David Arquette. Yeah, when his face appeared, I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, he's just in this as a DJ as the world's shittiest human being. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess this was another moment where they were going to be like, "Oh, this is how Kurt ended up this way because of a poor family structure." I was like, "Yeah," and they. What if they go by they them too? I'm like, okay. So anyway, he. Uh, He's just kind of... He doesn't seem necessarily like deadbeat dad, but he's just kind of a flake, I guess. I don't really know the best way to describe him. Because uh, you think he's like a scumbag, but also he's talking about, my God, the water bottle, all this plastic, and he just throws it out the window. Like, what? <laughs> it's just what kind of this guy's deal, exactly? I, I like how like he, he discovers his son has a gun in the, the fucking... Uh, uh, glove box. He pulls out. It's like I've told you how I feel about firearm control. I'm like, oh god, this really was a Babylon B writer. <laughs> it's also like you're about to go DJ at a strip club. You should have a gun, dude. Uh, but to be fair, he has a residence at that strip club every other Friday. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> really <laughs> good little detail. Thing. This <laughs> is like this is the most Southern California character you could possibly have in a movie, and it makes this so much more effective. I don't know if they actually say this movie takes place in LA. Uh, but that I just character. Assume. Tells you yeah, it I takes assume. place in LA. There, exactly. There's, there's just no way it's not in LA. Oh, actually, I think wait. I, like, I think, I think they mentioned something like that. They probably they did. call it I LA Taco Truck, and uh, they wouldn't lie to us and say that Taco Truck is. Oh, to be fair, they probably have LA Taco Truck in like Kansas. Too. No, they wouldn't that's do the that. Most, that's false advertising. Okay, that's so. the most Southern LA ass comic set I've ever seen. Also, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then we made our favorite character Uno. <laughs> yeah. I, so you said you thought the extremely unfunny lady comic was the the worst part of this movie. This there's no reason for this character to be here at all. I I kind of get this feeling that like maybe there was a I, 
Okay, I think it's like a subtle thing that they were going for like the K-pop sort of attitude here. Like they were trying to parody that because she is Korean. Uh, and I, there's like I, other little... I, ass, I, assumed, I assumed it was a stunt casting and then I found out it wasn't. It was just like some person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it would have made sense to me if it were like someone who was actually famous. Like, oh, they're playing this character. Isn't that weird how this person that all the people watching this movie know is? But like... No, it's just not. No, 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 no. So uh, she actually is Korean, and uh, they put her in there. And I don't. I have to admit, I don't think you get a K-pop star to actually uh, say those things that she says. But uh, I, I think it. I think it works. I think they're trying to do like just siphoning off Korean viewers because you end up seeing a little bit of like Korean language in the uh, Twitch chat that pops up every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's what they're doing. They're gonna do like a BTS thing. And he, and he gets that shirt from Bobby, who by the way, he killed Bobby. And he has like Korean lettering on there. I was like, is that what they're going for? I kind of feel like they're doing it. If so, it was too subtle to actually have any effect. So, I don't know. Um, I, it seemed like the movie might have been uh, running a little short. Yeah. Like, we need another detail. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was We need thinking, to take yeah. five minutes to have him stand in line at this taco stand. Yeah, I but did. Also, I did think it was very funny. Good. Yeah, he stayed behind that girl. He's just like, yeah, she's like a famous live streamer. And she got famous because uh, she did sex tapes. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm into it. I mean, I've made sex tapes. And she's just came <laughs> on a taco. <laughs> I'd make a sex tape right now. And the chat's just spamming, you fucking blew it. Mega cringe <laughs> autistic. Spurglord. <laughs> It's yeah, it's oh, true man. to life. Like it would just be a wall of mega cringe as he stuttered. Like I could make a sex sex tape now. <laughs> you want to do that? She's like, yeah. I'm gonna get my food and just turns around. It's fucking perfect, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, oh yeah, she she drinks some of the water. Udo drinks some of the water and falls. And after picking up the gun, as soon as she wakes up, she panics and shoots a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I had definitely forgotten, like, what is the whole, what is her purpose here? She just wakes up screaming and dome shots a cop. In the and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's why this is here. Because it's incredibly cool. Yeah. Also, good God, we glossed over a lot of kills. Oh yeah, okay, so I guess we yeah. should go back to, uh, this is where Jesse Adams is filming a live stream in her house. And she's talking with her grandmother. By the way, her grandmother sucks at comedy, too. And uh, <laughs> she she gets a, someone parks outside her house. They're like, oh, they're doing like a side-by-side thing of of her and Kurt. And you think, oh, Kurt's going to pick her up for her thing and drive her to the comedy club. It's going to be creepy. No, it's some other guy who's stalking her. And uh, so Kurt actually shows up at Bobby's house. It's like, no, I, I found a way to get famous. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to steal your viewers by also being on your stream. Hey, guys, what's up, what's up? It's Kurt's World 96 here. Make sure to click hashtag the lesson. Fucking <laughs> Bobby's just calling him a douchebag the whole time. And uh, then he ends up killing Bobby. I like his performance because he's, like, clearly annoyed and mad. He's like, all right, fine. And then just hits the fucking camera that he has attached to his chest and goes into full, what's up, guys, yeah. streamer mode. And then it gets stabbed. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, okay, you really want to? Okay, yo, what's up, guys? It's Bobby's world here. He turns it on immediately. Yeah. So uh, he just has that within him. So uh, yeah, then Kurt is like, this is where you get like the poster where he's showering with all the blood on his face. He's like, oh man, this is incredible. A hundred and one viewers. Oh my god, you guys! It's like you guys want to see my boner, and I was like, are they, are they actually going to do that? Are they going to show that runtime? Would for us? you imagine? <laughs> and uh, like this movie does a good job of making it look like someone is just having a complete manic episode, because like 
a shittier, like, trashier movie, which this movie is pretty trashy. I'll oh, give, yeah. give it some credit, but it would yeah. just be like, and now he's going crazy. He's going to lick the blood off the knife. No, he's just like, well, I should probably just use his shower now and live stream myself doing it because yeah. I have blood on me and yeah. I have to clean up to be presentable to go to the comedy club. Like, <laughs> obviously, it's all going fine. Everything's great. It's it's more true to life than you'd expect from a movie about a guy live streaming himself killing people on uber yeah it's surprisingly effective i think it is a terrible way so let's get to jesse adams stand-up set uh we are not we we talked we said we weren't gonna gloss over the kill what we're, what, we're not which gonna kill which kill dude. the fucking one with the sunroof and the pit bull dude yeah, i want to talk oh, about the okay. sunroof kill for <laughs> 25 minutes all right so uh he's got them all just they're clearly already fucked up when they get in the car he's He's like, all right, I'm going to take you all on a ride, show you some crazy sights. And they're just driving through a junkyard. A junkyard. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but look over there. They're like, whoa, this is crazy. And they go through a tunnel and their mind's blown like they're in fucking Blade Runner. I mean, they're also like, on no, drugs. No, no, so. go up on the sunroof. Oh, yeah, they are yeah. They are peeking very hard. Yes. And he opens up the sunroof for them to poke their heads up and look out. And they're having a wonderful time. There's a good fake out with a sign overhead that I thought was going to decapitate him. Mm-hmm. It's a good fake out. And then... uh the passenger doesn't notice but he just closes that sunroof and they can't wiggle their way out they're stuck up there and then the giant junkyard pit bulls run up the top of the car and just <laughs> devour these people alive <laughs> I, in a million years I would have never guessed that would be a kill in this movie it's maybe the funniest kill I've ever seen in any <laughs> horror movie because you look around and you're like Okay, this is clearly a junkyard. They're just winding down a path where there's just junk cars everywhere. And then there's just a Cujo jump scare. And then they climb the car and then he drills the passenger in the head as one does. You know, yeah, it's a pretty Beautiful. good... Okay, I guess that was Alex's favorite part of the movie. But, uh, we Correct. Got pretty yes, good. Yeah. objectively, yes. I don't know, I guess I wasn't... Now they start got eaten by a pit bull because she I, was trapped in a sunroof. I think... I think, think I am. I think, <laughs> I think it didn't work for me because... It, it kind of when he pulls out the drill and attacks the woman in the passenger seat, I kind of felt like it took some of the fun out of that kill. It's like now I'm focusing on this, and it's, it's not as good. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe that's just me. I kind of felt like the the drill kill was just like not as creative as some of the as some of the other like moments in the movie, perhaps. Uh, but then again, the uh, finale of someone getting shot and also getting rammed with a car I was like, come on. Anyway. Uh, so he goes to Jesse Adams' stand-up set, and I was like, okay, if you really want to tell me she's funny, I guess it's a good way to contrast her with, uh, that white guy doing his stand-up before her, it's just horrendous. Like, I, I can tell that they were really going for, like, what are the most stereotypical jokes that, like, a comedian could tell, he's just mining that bit. He's like, okay, move on to this girl. And I do like that kind of <laughs> straddle the line between, like, is he trying to get clout off her? Like, oh, uh, you know... Because she's super famous, maybe I get famous. They're the same thing the curse doing, or if he's like really attracted to her, and they kind of just do both. And I was like, that's a that's a good idea. Anyway, she does uh, Nanette for a bit. I mean, it's really just to be smile like, smile yeah, weird. I told me to smile, and then he was he was begging for likes, and I was like, wow, that's so sad. I beg for likes. I retire, and you're like, wow, this is so brave. Tell a fucking joke, lady, please. Tell a knock knock joke. At least that dude was trying. She's just fucking sermonizing on about her terrible Uber experience and how she had an existential crisis at her Graham Graham's house. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, my Graham, who's a queen, by the way. I'm like, yeah, okay, we got it. And, uh, oh, by the way, when she was at her grandma's house, someone typed in chat, I want you to suck on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's also an important part of the live stream experience. Yeah, that's, that's obviously... Oh, there's an old woman on screen? Suck my toes, please. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it turns out Kurt's, like, there and he hears all that. And she's like, yeah, this pathetic fucking virgin loser was begging me to, like, hashtag him on Twitch or whatever like that. And I realized, you know what? That's me. I, I gotta stop doing that. So, you're like... And the chat is just spamming. She's talking about you, bro. LMAO. She's talking about you. That's you, bro. Uh, the shot that really got me is when he's like, before she starts talking about him, he's like giving his little warm up speech, and he holds up the gun, and someone just types, "Kurt persisted." <laughs> and <then he> like, <laughs> really got me. That one was good. Is this? I think this is where they break out the uh, the the Kurt emoji, the Kurt Pepe, <laughs> the Kurt Pepe. <laughs> because like one of the things that's effective about the way they're doing it is like they have it so when he gets a donation, it does like the voiceover, like when you're watching a Twitch stream, where it's like you know such and such donated five dollars and their little message, and. When when you hear that it's just i made a custom pepe for kurt and then everyone starts <laughs> spamming it in the chat it's it's kind it's of perfect like, yep, that's, that's that's correct yeah that's accurate big highlight in the chat which is jesse adams you're about to get killed by a full retard <laughs> he's standing there holding a gun in the background <laughs> and also like like the fact that you don't go more than 10 seconds without somebody just typing fake <laughs> at any point there's always someone on screen just like ah oh, it's not real bro you guys yeah. are fucking idiots I can't believe you're he's, falling for this he's like having a manic episode talking about all the people he's killed everyone's spamming fake and then two people just keep typing Munka S <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good uh, anyway yeah so he he kind of has like a manic break at that moment he's just like yeah I guess I gotta and he, he's gonna drive her back to his place and she does something that they're kind of telegraphing but I I like the way that they use the limited shots here where it's just like this dash cam sort of thing reverse dash cam I guess where she she kind of ties the uh, phone charger around her wrist and uses it to garrot him and I was like wow you know that's actually kind of a great idea takes her out to a field and tries to run her over she steals his car and uh, <laughs> there were F's in the chat, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, he tried to do uh, fuck Mary kill with her, and it, that's not the best fuck Mary kill in the movie. The best fuck Mary kill is when uh, he's getting tacos. And it says, "Okay, fuck Mary kill Uno Kurt Kurt's dad." <laughs> 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 that's the best part of the movie. That's better than the pit. This is kill. the most most authentic online experience I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. Compared to something like Free Guy where it's like every 20 minutes they just cut to Ninja looking at his screen like, wow, what's gonna happen to him? Like, yeah, no, no, that's... No. Oh. This is the real shit. This is people just spamming Monka ass yeah. as someone wipes blood off their face. Yeah, so apparently I did a little bit of research on this, so when they were making the movie, the producers looked at a bunch of cringe compilation videos, and yeah, dude. I can't watch some of those, because I just... There's that uncomfortability with that, but... I will say it kind of worked out for some of Kurt's actions, mostly the hair, uh, but also that that stand up that bombed. That was uh, that was that was Chris. Cringe. I have I have a question for you. I have an answer. Do you think Chris? Do you think Kurt looks like Legolas? <laughs> he really does look like that guy. I know. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, I was afraid I was going to forget that one. Thank you, I appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, anyway, uh, it turns out Kurt's really gone uh, crazy, crazy. And he kills his mom, and he kills his dad with a gun. 
And then she uh, drives into him with a car. And then she, up to this point, Jesse Adams seems like a fairly, or comparatively well-grounded character. She seems, like, not as into the streaming stuff. Like, well, like when people are saying, yo, dude, do this, whatever. Yo, man, uh, Bobby's world is over here. And she's just like, what are you fucking people doing? Call the cops. There's a murderer here. What's going on? And then at the end, they tell her, yo, take a selfie with a dead body. She's like. <laughs> she just doesn't. <laughs> so, uh. I, I will admit that I kind of like the ending where it's just like, yeah, she's just profiting off of his fame. But, like, that's the real... If there's a message of this movie, it's like, that's what it is. You know, try as you might. I, that and also, like, the cuts to, like, fake 4chan of people talking about oh, yeah. how based Kurt is. Yeah. It's the like, most realistic thing in the world. Did they call him a The Kurt Kunkel clan is <laughs> the most realistic take I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, 4chan would absolutely yeah. idolize this guy. 100%. Also the they fact would be that, hosting and reposting all of the lesson videos. Also that she gets uh, Vanity Fair articles about her where she describes uh, her role as a, as a Sisyphean journey. It's like, you fucking killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it works though, so uh, absolutely. I'm glad I watched it's, this. This is actually real really good. good. Oh yeah, uh, it's way more. It's the kind of premise where you read the premise and you're like, "Man, if they do this right, this movie'd be really funny." And then you get 20 minutes in, and you're like, I'm gonna "Fucking kill myself." This is written by a 50 year old man who's never been online. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty funny, entertaining, good kills. Strong recommend. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm really happy I got to see this. This is actually good. It is certainly better than the fucking 5.9 it has on IMDb. IMDb voters leave the U.S. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I guess just... I like this. This is a short episode, finally. One of those. Absolutely. So uh, tune in next week for uh, Viva La Bam and or Batman. Who knows? <laughs> oh, oh, boy, I got a big, got a big week here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. oh. Ah! And that's the tea, sis.